0: rescue radio because there's a war for your soul
1: indeed there is a war thank you jesus for this day thank you for your provision and your divine protection over us, Lord God, in the midst of this spiritual battle that is much more involved, much more insidious, much more all encompassing than we can even dare to imagine. And I thank you, Lord God, for your divine protection in all of these things. I thank you, Jesus, for your strength, your determination, your love to defeat our enemy through your death on the cross at that moment of great victory when you cried out, It is finished. I thank you for giving our people today eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive the revelation of your love, your deliverance, your truth that will set us free. Give us those eyes. Give us ears, hearts to desire to know the truth, to walk in truth, to walk in freedom and not to buy into the the, the goods that are sold by the gods of this world. I thank you, Lord God, that you given us as you were victorious, gave us power, also, to reclaim and regain and buy back as you bought it back to um, promote the kingdom of God uh, in this world, to recover and reclaim blessings, to give us instruction, to give us encouragement. So, today I thank you for giving us the power to bind and loose and promising this that no weapon formed against us will prosper and that that um, we can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And Lord, without this promise, without these promises and words and authority and power that you've given us, we would be, um, like they said in the olden days, dead meat. So I thank you that you are with us, Lord, that you instruct us in the ways that we are to go, inspire us um, and and cause the words that we say today to inspire and bring uh, open revelation to the people in in regard to truth, protect all of us, as we especially as we um, discuss these mysteries of iniquity. Uh, protect our families, those who uh, work for us and pray for us and love us and have come to us for help. That each one would be encouraged today. That you cause us to rightly divide your holy word of truth in this. Uh, world infested with wickedness and lies. And I thank you, Jesus. You are the faithful witness. You've come to stand to testify on our behalf, and you've sent your Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. So guide us through your word, and as we look into your word in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, here we go again. Uh, we're in the book of Mark. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like the book of Mark because it's, it's, uh, it's basically Mark just kind of cuts to the chase. Moves along. It moves along. Mm-hmm. Lots of miracles. Yeah, lots of things. Action. One of the things that one of the most common words in the Book of Mark is immediately. I like that uh, word. Oh, do I ever? Straightway. It's like it's he's getting it done now.
1: Yeah, I think one of the most deadly and depressing of all life's uh, experiences is that thing called delay, wait, maybe if we'll see. Who
0: who likes to wait? (laughs) But you know, sometimes things have to work out through a process, and sometimes when that process is has completed, then something happens.
1: And very, sometimes very those processes are completed very suddenly, and sometimes we get in on the last act, and we don't realize all the precursors to all the things that have happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway, Jesus is talking uh, using parables. Yes. And and uh, we we talked last time about the parable of the sower and the soils, mm-hmm. and uh, how he explained the meaning of that to his disciples. The next one is there is the uh, light under a basket. Before we get into that, though, let me just say again about the parables. Parables are like the old Sunday school definition. It seems to work pretty well. Uh, It's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus took a story, a a comparison uh, of the the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. The message is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the rule of God in the hearts of people, and eventually the rule of god that will extend through all the rebel kingdoms yes. in the universe yes praise yes. god for that
1: and and here he's talking about those mysteries of iniquity and the mysteries of godliness in the form of a story or a parable because as we go back a little bit earlier in that chapter he says um to you verse 11 he said to the disciples to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all the things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. This dullness of hearing, this inability to see, perceive, and understand um, is the curse of the earth, the earth's population. Most people have no clue, as we would say, um, not because they're ignorant or even, some are willfully ignorant, but because These mysteries have been given to some to understand and not to all. And I think it's whosoever's willing, whosoever seeks after, he says, you shall seek me and find me when you find me, when you search for me with all your heart. And I think a lot of people don't have that focus. They're very distracted. They're very disjointed. They're very disconnected. They're very uh, easily dissipating in their focus towards pursuit of God. So these parables are kind of like, okay, it's it's given to you in plain view, plain sight, and yet if you don't understand the meaning behind the parable, you've got the parable, but you don't have the understanding.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, that's the way it is, because those parables both conceal truth and reveal truth, and a lot mm-hmm. of it depends on the, where the hearts <laughs> the, of the people the are. The hearer, yeah. The hearers, mm-hmm. uh, d- depending on the hearers, as we heard with the uh, sower, parable of the sower on the soil. So, uh, so there are... Um, they're concealing to the unreceptive and revealing to those who are receptive,
1: and are yeah, and desire. I think attitude, desire, are motivators in this. How much are you going to understand? So even today, as you're listening, what is your desire to know the truth? I mean, some people are content to to live with it is what it is, but you can't live very long in that particular phase of agreement. It is what it is without moving more deeply and subtly into. It is what I don't want it to be. More and more darkness, yeah, actually. Yeah, actually get more and more trouble. So you have to submit to God, resist the devil. You have to, your life, it cannot, we cannot put it on cruise or coast or um, automatic pilot. The, every day is a life, a day, a moment filled with decisions and uh, specific uh, decisions, choices that we make to follow God.
0: You know, it, every, and everybody loves a story. Uh, You know, people tend to listen to stories, interesting stories,
1: true stories, and false stories.
0: Yeah, right, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, what Jesus was using these stories, things that people were very familiar with, to use that and to hook onto that the spiritual truth. So, in other words, if you can remember the story, you should be able to remember the truth,
1: or at least begin to meditate and think about what is he talking about. Right, exactly. Exactly. So it was
0: was a very uh, powerful way of. Uh, presenting the teaching about the kingdom of God. So, verse twenty one. Also, he said to them, "Is a lamp be put, uh, to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand?" So, for there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret that it should come to light. And um, but, so, that
1: it, but that it should come to light. So yeah, there's there's um. And then he says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. So what is he saying here?
0: Well, the lamp, you know, when you're talking about a lamp, people were familiar with the lamps. Basically, the the lamp was a little, like a little bowl, a little vessel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes we think of Aladdin's lamp. It's just a a little clay um, receptacle that had a little wick on it with olive oil in it. And that was the most common, that was basically the light bulb (laughs) of the age at, at that time. So... Um, so the idea you don't is stick that, that under a bed, he says, I right, right. No, he says, you, the bed you, fire, the lamp reveals what it shines on. And, and Jesus said, you know, in, in Matthew five fourteen through 16, he said, you know, let you, he says, don't took, take your, He he uses another story in the sermon on the Mount saying that you don't put a lamp underneath a bed. You just. You put it you know, on a lampstand, you put it in a, in a windowsill or someplace, a table where it can shine and reveal things. But basically, that's what the light does. It, it reveals things uh, so they can be right, so they can be seen. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: Well, you know, in, in Matthew 5, yeah. Jesus talks about, he says, you are, in 5, uh, I think it's fourteen fifteen You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Uh, um, then he says, the city set on a hill cannot be hidden. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Um, uh, then he says, they do not light a lamp and put it under right. a basket or on a lamp, but, but on a lampstand, that it will give light to all that are in the house. Let, so let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. You know, this, the, he co- compares our testimony, our witnessing, uh, here, this is how I see this parable. You know, the light that shines out of us, the light of the revelation of Jesus Christ that shines out of us to give light and illumination and and, uh, definition to what's going on in the room, in the world, in the circumstances. The light defines things. The light illuminates things. The light exposes things. The light um, helps people to not stumble or stub their toe. The light gives uh, understanding. But But as a lamp emanates that light, that light is just, you know, emanating out of the lamp shining out of the lamp um the light is not you know the light isn't forcing anybody to do anything <laughs> the light it's, doesn't it's, make it's revealing. you it's it's revealing but not not forcing and that's the way our testimony is to be we're not forcing people to shape up and and do this or don't do that or what what the light is is our light our testimony our belief our our love for god our uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ in us, what we understand and how far we are in that, in that understanding, is to shine out to create a place of of uh, illumination, understanding, uh, articulating um, warning, for example, if there's something in the room, you turn on the light, something there that's menacing, that light will help you to be prepared to see what it is so you can Do step aside about it. yeah or, or yeah, and so the light is 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 not um, aggressive the light is just, it, it is, it's bees. It is, it, it, it isn't doing something. It's being the light is being light. It's not doing light. It's being light. And this is what he's talking about for us. We're beings, not doings. And so many times we get caught up in the religion of doing. And I'm not saying that there isn't fruit that comes out of the abiding within Christ as, as he's the vine fruit comes out of that. So, so you could say, well, we're doing things. It's the fruits of righteousness, peace, and joy that come out of our abiding, but that, that those aren't my works. Those aren't the wood, hay, and stubble of my works. Those are the works that come through the fruitful relationship I have in being grafted into Jesus Christ. Those are his works in me, coming out through me. So the enemy has kind of corrupted and counterfeited the concept of good works. Um, God calls it fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but Satan calls it works. And so the the light is a being. And so is salt. Salt bees salt. Salt is salt. Salt doesn't try to be salt. But if salt loses its flavor, savor, then it's worthless. You might as well throw sand in the stew. So it's like these are two very interesting parables the is talking about the kingdom of god and so many times people get real stressed out trying to do something to evangelize or or, or impress someone you know we that all comes out of being
0: right exactly you know, and jesus said there let your light so yeah. shine yeah, permit don't, don't force it. your permit, light yeah. but let your light that may see your good works and see the good things the fruit that comes out of your life not to bring attention to yourself, but bring attention to Jesus Christ. I, I think
1: this makes us uh, is take this to a psychological level for a second. You know, the light is not fretting. The light doesn't say, "Oh, am I a good enough light? Am I doing it right? Am I shining? Am I shining bright enough?" The the light, because because in this essence, in this definition of being and abiding, there is a peace. There is a removing from anxiety. I have seen so many clients, and a lot more recently, too, who are so anxious. They, they, they're, they're Christians, but they're not settled. They're not at peace. They're not c- convinced that this is finished, that their sins are forgiven. They're still striving to be good and get God to like them or make God happy or keep the law or something uh, that makes them just... D- just on edge irritated anxious and their all of their their frequencies and their vibrations and their chemical balances and harmon- harmony inside of their bodies is all discombobulated mm-hmm. so that they 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 can't sleep they can't breathe they're they're anxious they're full of allergies there's a tightness in their chest so that... god doesn't
0: want us to be a bunch of f- freaked out sons and daughters
1: well and you know because there is a lot of reasons to freak out in this Whoa. world if yeah. you look around you, and if you pay pay attention, what the what the news says, what people are saying, even what your church says, sometimes yeah, it's right. it's very un it's not very uh, edifying. It's not very. Uh, peace, it's hammering you to peaceful.
0: to do more. Right to do something and, and, different. And
1: these poor people are listen. Listen to me. If you guys are you're so set in the wrong doctrine, and yet the fruit of that doctrine, you're convinced it's the truth. But Jesus said, you don't know that for sure until you look at the fruit. So if you look at the fruit of the church you go to, how it's what is producing in you, what your health looks like, what your relationships look like, you know, and here's, here's not a place to blame. Here's a place to look. Okay. If that stuff is going on in you, Jesus didn't say, well, that's your fault and you should change something. Jesus never used two C words, change and choice. He never, ever Ever, not one time, he didn't use them here in Mark. He didn't use them anywhere. You, you, you need to change. You need to change. Woman at the well, you need to change. Uh, woman taking adultery, you need to change. He did say, "Go and sin no more," and he called her woman. She knew her identity at that point. Her sin had swallowed up her identity until God had forgiven her. And same with the guy who was paralyzed. And once they got back to who they are, then you be who you are. You be that light. You don't be. Uh, striving to become something. You already are something. Mm-hmm. And out of that being, and the light is already, and out of the light being light, the light doesn't strive to be light. It doesn't try to be a better light. It doesn't try to move itself around in the room. It has to actually be carried. And so the Holy Spirit carries us here and there. We're the light of the world. So we're the lamp that so, so God uses to in, illuminate for him and for others.
0: Right. So, So in order for the illumination to shine through us, it has to shine in us. 2 Corinthians 4, clearly, 6, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. This is back at the time of creation. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So there's that, that, um, that revelation that comes. He's translated us, it says in the King James, or transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a problem, though.
1: Well, can I say something before yeah. you go on? Um, it, it, Jesus said in, in one of the Gospels, I'm looking to see if I can find it. If if the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? The, the light that shines out of people, you know, uh, the the light that illuminates, the light that brings forth that revelation, if the light that is in you be darkness, which he's saying that is a possibility, that the light that is in you can be darkness, it can be well, a false light. It can be like just like there's false, false apostles, light. false prophets, false teachers. You know, false gospels. There's false everything. So if he says, if the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? In in other words, if what you're believing you to you be true, is not you, true. It, you're believing it's true. You're believing you're right. You're believing your religious pers- persuasion is right, and you're convinced of it, and you're dedicated to it, and you're given to you know whatever that that prescription is, that form of doctrine or legalism or demands. Or if that light which is in you is not the true light of the world but it looks like, it feels like, it sounds like and everybody thinks it is because the false gospels have been far more promo- promoted than the true gospels. The, the church of Jesus Christ has totally been infested by the demonic although mm-hmm. there are members. There, God has preserved for himself a remnant. You, it's there. But If the light that's in you is darkness, if you're stubborn and you don't look at the fruit and you deny it and you you won't you're not teachable, as they would say, you're not uh, ready to receive uh, correction. And by the way, that correction really only comes from a conviction of the Holy Spirit. I mean, people can come up to you and say, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're not doing it right. You should do this and that and blah, blah, blah. And what about this? And what about this? And we don't do that in our church and blah, blah, blah. The the thing is, what brings true peace? Not false peace. There's a lot of that, too. But the peace of knowing that you're good with God, God's good with you, um, and it's not a false light. Because a lot of people are thinking that what they're believing, what they're following, is the light of God, the light of of the world. But the fruit of it is stress, anxiety, fear. So check out the fruit in your life and see if the light that is in you be darkness and, indeed, how great that darkness is. Because the problem is, if you're blind... And you don't know you're blind, you know then you're doubly blind
0: right right and and the correction the correction comes through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God, and so that's that's really our, our you know our standard here Here's the issue though, in John chapter three um you know we think of john three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life um But he's in there. uh, Let me just read on here. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19, and this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because they're deeds were evil for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed but he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God mm-hmm. so there's so there are people who welcome the light mm-hmm. and there are people who don't want the light they prefer darkness to light
1: you know it, it's it's I think part of our problem with I don't know if the word is exegesis or the word is understanding or explaining the word of God, our, our context, our paradigm is way too restrictive. It's way too small. We just, we want to limit it to within what we understand, what we can comprehend, what we've been taught, but the paradigm is so much larger. And he's saying, you are condemned already. Well, yes, of course, everybody was gathered up in this condemnation, bought and paid for, sold out under sin, Owned by Satan. And so Jesus basically said, You're already prisoners. You're already locked up. I've come to set you free. He's come to rescue. And and whosoever will. He says, But he also says, um, He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, this is interesting because if God made us in his image to recognize the truth to resonate with the truth to love truth and justice and purity and holiness and goodness and everything that god is god made us in his image to love what he loves and hate what he hates then it's interesting that not everybody you know even those who are practicing lawlessness who have not yet been you know brought into the light have not yet received the revelation of jesus christ they're they're out there but they can be saved they're 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 uh, teachable they're gather you can gather them in eventually they will see the light and come to the truth because um, they recognize the light it says everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed but he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they are have been done in god so he who does the truth loves the truth wants the truth embraces the truth and built by god to know the truth eventually is drawn to the light and his deeds are clearly seen that they're wrought in God. So God has built into us a very uh, a powerful um, memory, uh, revelation, which causes us to resonate with truth. When we, when we hear it, our spirit perks up, and we're drawn into that place. But because there are many out there counterfeiting the truth, we oftentimes are drawn into something we think is the truth that ends up being a lie.
0: Well, the thing is, you think of all the, all the people that were mad at Jesus, when he, you know, the scribes, you had mm-hmm. the Pharisees, you had the religious people that they had, they thought they had their light, they had the law, yeah. they had um, their but their lineage, and, and they were just hating and rejecting the so, truth constantly. So the
1: question is, who are they and who are they of? Are these people who will refuse? When the light came to them, it says, um, well, it says, he who does the truth comes to the light. That is but Jesus but said a,
0: the harlots and the tax collectors will come into the kingdom of God before you will.
1: He says, but in verse 20, he says, but the, whoever practices evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deed should be exposed. So there is a group of people who hate the light. They are not, and, and my question, and going back to what I just said, I think our context and paradigm is too small, that there is a group of, there. there's flesh, and the Bible actually is, refer, refers to them as flesh, not humans, but flesh. Um, that are that look like humans, that have flesh, that are, are shaped like us, and they do not have our disposition. They are not made in the image of God. Now you say, well, wh- how can that be? Because we're all made in the image of God. Yeah, uh, let us make man, God said, in our image. He didn't say, let us make all that look like man. He said, let us make man, the ones that are truly carrying the identity and, 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 and desire and anatomy, and identity and image of the most high God are his. Those are the only ones that are really savable because these other ones, like he, Jesus said in John eight, you are of your father, the devil. So when you're talking about the Pharisees and these who are running the churches, don't, don't be so naive as to think that everything that goes to churches of God, you know, don't, Mm -hmm. don't believe that every pastor that sits behind a pulpit is, is, is is from God. He is a gift from God or a man of God. That is an assumption. Um, And and you you, but you sit in the pew and you say oh it must be me there must be something wrong with me because I don't I'm not improving I'm not improve that's not the goal for you to improve for you to be better to sin less yeah those are byproducts of the goal the goal is to let the Holy Spirit work in you work the image of Jesus in you to be more like Jesus to be lights of the world to be better to be a, a, a stronger light more convincing more. Um, you know, more more uh, helpful as a light. Some lights are weak and almost flicker, and you know, almost God wants to be us to be a strong light. Well, the you, light of the world.
0: You think of you know the apostle Paul. Here's an example, a, a classic example, of course, that you know he hated the light. I mean, he hated his knowledge of Jesus. He was in darkness. He was in deception. But he thought he, he would, was in he, the light. He, he thought he his light was. The light that was in him was darkness, and but he didn't know that he was was, totally convinced that he was 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 right. (laughs) He was there to kill Christians, to throw them into jail, kill them, do whatever he could to to put out the name of Jesus, do everything possible contrary to Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. until, you know, he met the light. Jesus appeared to him very dramatically.
1: A big and bright light he, right and light, <laughs> the and true he, light.
0: he was blinded temporarily in order to so he could see mm-hmm. and then he was taken out for in the, what in Arabia for three years and, and where God was just teaching him and, and breaking him down and building him up. and so there's a, there's a transformation that comes but even though the, those a lot of times there are those that are the most hostile toward the name of Jesus Christ can become believers. Not everyone will. Mm-hmm. Not everyone will. We read in the parable of the Sarah on the soils. It's only uh, a fourth of those of the of the soils that actually brought forth good fruit. So mm-hmm. it it's in a sense it's really it's the minority of people that are receiving
1: uh, minority uh, the indeed. Message. Well, in in the next verse we say, "For there are many there there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor anything um, been kept secret but that it should be come to the light." So. The light, the work, the job, if you will, the purpose of the light is to reveal the hidden works of darkness.
0: Well, yeah, in, in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 talks about here, um, this, this is a principle that's really all through Old Testament and, and more clearly in the New Testament, of course. Um, verse 13 through 14, and let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Uh, fear God and keep his commandments, mm-hmm. for that is man's all. This is man's all. King James says that is the whole duty of man. That's the complete duty of man. Verse 14, for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Romans two sixteen, Secrets, last lots of part secrets. Of Romans 2 16 is that God will judge the secrets of the heart.
1: Yeah. Well, everything that is hidden. Everything that's been presented in a false light, for example, everything that's been, all the unbelievable complete exposure. Yeah, and to this world system, and you know. So
0: the whole thing is, we find out, we just, you you go on the internet, you go watch TV today, and yeah. you listen to us, it's, and you find oh. that there's been. There's cover-up after cover-up after cover-up after mm. cover-up after cover-up. There's distractions and, and lies. Right, there's and... cover-ups, and then some of the stuff gets exposed, maybe not everything, but there's still stuff that's covered up regarding major historical events Yeah. that we do not know the truth. The yeah. government comes and says, okay, this is the official story, and it may not be the true story at all. Mm-hmm. But the, the the whole thing is that all that is hidden
1: Will be revealed.
0: Is going to be revealed. Exposed. It's all hidden. God sees it all. He knows the a... truth. It's going to be exposed through we through think, judgment.
1: We think that yes, and we and we think that well, judgment cannot come until those secrets are revealed because the sins, the crimes, the plots, exactly. the motives, uh, the intrigue, the deliberate, uh, whatever espionage. All of those things cannot be judged until they're brought into the light, and so the light makes manifest the hidden works of darkness. And and this is a big end times deal. I mean, yes, all through history we've had this, like you said, we've had this, the, the, what's happened, and then we've had the, the, the rewrites of history, and mm-hmm. then they tell you what happened, but probably wasn't the sto- right. story at all. Because the agenda for Satan has always been to lie, to steal, kill, and destroy, and to never tell the truth. And so when human beings are looking to your news sources or people that you know, news reporters, or broad, journalists, or broadcasters, or, or or TV shows, or they're trending you, they're they're leading you, deceiving you, uh, setting you up with an agenda to believe a, a certain set of facts that are not you know that they have put together. Uh, this is called deception. So God is saying before Jesus comes back. There's going to be mega deception everywhere. Do not be deceived. The first words Jesus said in Matthew 24, um, do not be deceived. Many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ. And this is probably the uh, area of the greatest and most deadly deceptions because people are being misled by uh, the fact that number one, many of them don't even believe that this is a spiritual warfare. They believe this, this is what it is. It is what you see. It was an accident. It's just here. The creation, it just fell into place through a primordial uh, random uh, set of uh, acts and events. Um, You can't even get one random act to make one cell, to make one form of life, let alone to have the number of calculations that would have to have been possible that are even impossible to consider, infinite number, um, to bring forth the intricate design and at working together of the the human body, just one example. The various things in the human body. What are the chances that that would all have evolved? Let alone to put that human body in a, pro- a proper climate and a proper terrain uh, with water available, etc. There, there's no way. So so the enemy has has simply, you know, dumbed us down to the point where it you know it, it's just survival just get us through get us by help us to stay you know out of the out of the trouble zone where we can keep our job we can keep our employment we can look forward to our retirement I was just thinking this morning you know this thought that you know For every old person that dies, it it, it makes the government money because they don't have to spend any more money on their Social Security. I mean, it's like... So,
0: Death is a good moneymaker for the government. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, sickness is even better. So people don't want cures for things. They don't want deliverance. They want problems. They want unhappiness. They want depression. They want desperation, so that people will come. But see, the light of God's peace and truth and power doesn't promote des- desperation. It doesn't promote um, the filthy lucre or the uh, the um, exploitation of the people. It, it produces and promotes, as Jesus does here and see, and we see throughout Mark, his kindness, his compassion, and his his. He's not afraid to tell the truth. But we'll look and look, see what happens to people who tell the truth for too long. They get killed. They get snuffed mm-hmm. out. They get removed. Um, you know.
0: Take it, Jesus as the greatest example of that of all. Yeah. Right? And and you know. But but he wins. He we wins. win. The truth we be, win. believers we win. win. Those who believe
1: in the truth of Jesus. Christ. First John
0: five nineteen. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one.
1: The light that is in them is darkness. They're they're full of right. vanity and pursuit. We know,
0: but we know. that the Son of God has come and given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true. That is his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and mm -hmm. eternal life.
1: You know, I was the other day, not long ago, I was listening to something. I turned the television on. I don't usually ever turn the television on. Um, because it's just so annoying. It's so incredible. And the word annoying is interesting because annoyance to me means there's divination out there. Divination mm-hmm. means that's what television really is. That's what commercials are. That's what advertisements are. That's what the stories are. That's what it's, so it's all annoying to mm-hmm. me because it's divination. Paul was annoyed when there was that spirit of divination around. Divination is the, the the deceiver that has the specialty of making it look like. Uh, they all do that, I suppose, but making it look like something, persu- persuading you, misleading you into believing it's this one. Really, it's not that at all. It's this other, it's witchcraft. It, it looks like, uh, is so If you, when you turn on the, tel- t- the television, um, flipping channels, whatever you're doing, uh, listening to the radio, listening to music, whatever, if there isn't a certain level of spiritual annoyance that rises up within you, your your annoyance meter is broken. You're 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 deceived. You're in it. You're you're being conned. Mm-hmm. You're being hoodwinked. You're being misled. The, the more annoyance you have at the sway of the evil one in this world, the more annoyance that you that it, it generates inside of you, the more alive and well and, and accurate and and, not, um, is not, your
0: spirit your spirit is. Right. And if you're not annoyed by a lot of this stuff, then you're you're in bad shape. You're in darkness.
1: Right. And so I don't know if you remember what it feels like to be annoyed. Think about it a second. Yeah, you people annoy you probably or or maybe you get annoyed with certain sounds situations. or situations. But yeah. this spirit of annoyance is is because your whole the Holy Spirit in you, God's spirit bearing witness with your spirit is is alerting you, alarming you, setting out a signal. Watch, beware. This is not right, and this is because the, the 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 peace of God, which passes understanding, is to be our guide. And when that peace is being disturbed by garbage, then pay attention for your own safety's sake, for your own spiritual well-being. Because the, in the last days, it says, if it were possible, even the very elect would, would be, deceived. be deceived.
0: Yeah, and the whole world under the sway of the evil one. Those that are, are you know, they're not believing, they're condemned already. Jesus came to rescue. But here's the deal. Satan's target, he's basically got the whole world. The world, in a sense, mm-hmm. is under the sway of the evil one. And his target, then, is the church. If he can get the people of God oh, to see. Because that's the citadel then, of righteousness, then, supposedly. Then, then who has a chance out there? I mean, those outside of Christ do not have a chance. If the 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 mm-hmm. church is deceived. You know, it talks about you know the church is full of these things that are talking about in Second Corinthians I, eleven thirteen. Mm-hmm, yeah. Such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ, Angels sent ones of, of Christ, yeah. agents yeah. of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself mm-hmm. into an angel. It's a he's, a, he's the great transformer. You right? know, Paul was therefore super he aware. said it's no great thing as if his ministers, mm-hmm. his wait they're not God's ministers, they're Satan's ministers mm-hmm. that look like God's ministers. They transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, mm-hmm. whose end will be according to the, their works. So the 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 truth is going to come out. That all that is in secret, God knows the truth about them.
1: Well, he talks about it in Second Corinthians two and chapter six. He's going to get
0: by with it forever.
1: He says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Well, we think when we go to church, we're yoking ourselves together with believers, don't we? For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord is Christ with Belial and what part has a believer with an unbeliever and what agreement has the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God. And as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore... Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch the unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Come out from among them and be separate. Our problem is that we are making the assumption that we are in with a group of believers. We're in with a group who promotes the will and purposes of God. However, with Paul, we see that there are many cunning who deliberately enter that uh, arena of the church to deliberately deceive and and dissuade and destroy the church of God. Jesus, Paul says in uh, chapter 11 of Second Corinthians 1, 2, he says, for I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Wouldn't that be simple if that's all it was? You just get saved, you follow Jesus, you walk in the spirit, you do good, you know, let his spirit abide in you. And out of it comes the fruits of righteousness, peace and joy. People get saved, everybody's happy, and there's no problem. But I fear, lest somehow the serpent deceived Eve by his by his craftiness, so your minds may be con- corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What did the serpent do to, to Eve? What was the crafty persuasion he used? He persuaded her to believe that she was missing something, that there was something more, that God had kept something from her. The information on that tree of the knowledge of good and evil was being kept from her, and the reason, the motivation, why would, would God do such a thing? Why wouldn't God let her participate in every part of who he was and what he knew? And so she, and she didn't really realize what she already had, that they had eternal life, that they were walking, they had immortality. They were walking with God. They had the source of great wisdom. They had peace. They had every good thing and having every good thing wasn't even enough because there was still always that thought that Satan put in her mind. Did God say doubt? Is this all there is? Is this, is this it? Is God really telling you the truth here? So he, he stirred up a doubt in them, which caused the simplicity to go away. And all of a sudden the gospel became very complicated. And look in your church nowadays. I have how many people come to me and say, I can't find a good church anymore. And I said, well, then then sit home. You sit on your favorite chair with your Afghan and open your Bible and start reading it for yourself. Don't think you have to go to a building to make God happy. Well, I haven't been going to church for the last six years. Well, fine. Good. Your spirit probably got sick of all the the annoying religious exactly. garbage over there and and you pulled out and now the devil is making you feel guilty for not going to a church that was full of him full of the devil so this is how the enemy tries to continually uh, f- switch this thing back on you but god says go come out from among them be separate don't touch those things anyway. you know because what you're under what you what the covering that you're under controls you you know, what What that covering is, is you've made an agreement, whether it's the church you go to or the nation you're a citizen of. And that's why for Christians, believe it or not, God's made a big deal of it because we're dead and our citizenship is with Christ in heaven. And that's our country. Um, what they're doing down here in this country uh, is appalling, is annoying, is unbelievable, um, is devastating. And we're here as ambassadors of heaven. We're here as um, soldiers of Christ. We're here as as the light of the world to help people find their way in this incredible darkness that appears to be light,
0: in John uh, Mark chapter four, rather verse twenty-three and twenty-four. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm-hmm. Now we we hear we read that in Revelation everywhere two three, ears. Two. Do you have ears? Are they yeah, working? He says, you know, he says you have. Jesus said, there's times you have eyes and you don't see, you have ears and you don't hear. Yeah. But he said, take heed what you hear. Mm-hmm. Not just how you hear, but what you hear. What are you listening to? Yeah, yes, With exactly. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given.
1: Okay, so he's talking about hearing the truth. And mm-hmm. the truth, is, you know, the gospel, how can they know unless they they're, they're, they hear, and how can they hear unless they the gospel is preached? So the right. gospel of Jesus Christ is the... Uh, it must be heard, it must be preached, it must Faith be comes sound by hearing and, and hearing, hearing by, by the, the word of, of God. God. It's a
0: spiritual, not just hearing with the ears, but hearing with, the understanding. with the understanding.
1: Right, and so he's saying, um, uh, you know how we have sometimes, we have selective hearing. You know, yeah. we're just tuning people out. We're, we're, right. we're, we're sick of hearing. We don't want to hear. We don't want hear- to hear. And a lot of people are actually physically deaf. One of the lies that they've agreed with is, I don't want to know, I don't want to hear. Because if i don't hear i don't have to do anything about it i don't have to make a choice i don't have to make a decision therefore i won't sin i don't have to be responsible i don't know and so these are some of the favorite escapes that we use i don't know i can't i didn't hear i didn't see i don't want to remember i don't want to think when you're agreeing with any of those you are cutting off your ability to, your own you're cutting off your fingers that you use to feed yourself. Because I don't want to know, I don't want to think, I don't want to feel, I don't want to be responsible, so therefore I don't want to know. And so the devil says, great, 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 great. We can work with that. Yeah, I'll take that agreement. You don't want to know? Very good. We'll block it out, blank it out, distract you, disassociate, disconnect, you know, we'll deplete your resources, we'll cause you to go nuts, we'll mess up your vibrations. You won't know a thing by the time we get done with you. And and, and drugs are the same thing. They they deplete, They delete... Uh, our pain sensors so that we don't feel anything. I don't want to feel because if I if I feel it, it might hurt. Well, the thing is you're not feeling anything and you're all numbed out and you're still in great pain. So the devil's solution to the problem of your pain did not work. So therefore I would say it's a bad solution. But so many times, you know, having ears, we don't want to hear, we don't want to know. And how many times have people or the Holy Spirit tried to talk to us and and convict us of something and we don't want to hear it because it doesn't fit our paradigm it doesn't well, it, fit what we believe for the moment
0: yeah a, a classic example of that very dramatic example of that was when stephen you know one of the the, the first martyr of mm-hmm. the church really. he was preaching and he was just really laying it on the line yeah. And about that things and they it says they stopped their ears. They they uh-huh. put their hands over their ears. Yeah. They yeah. said, "No, no, 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 no. Yeah. We don't want to hear it." They grabbed stones and they stoned them to death. Yeah. And so they starting. made so
1: much noise they couldn't hear. They screamed and hollered and and, and cursed him. Well, but
0: and the thing is too, is Satan lies to you and say, "Well, you don't want to hear that. That's that's true. That that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's not for you." That sort of thing.
1: Well, another thing about hearing, too, is it seems like we're more prone to believe a lie about someone or something than the truth, than the truth oh. you know, especially if Satan is trying to slander someone. It seems like it's just so, that the, the the lie, the juicy morsel, the gossip, the rumor just slides in so nicely to the place where we can we can just savor it when, in fact, you need to say, you know what? Let's see what the truth is. I want to know the truth. We don't even. We don't even. We don't even say. Wait a minute. Is that the truth? You know. You just believe everything that you hear, and you think it's the truth. This is the the way of the gullible man, and there and that that's the way of this the simpleton that leads listens to the seductress, and it says those roads lead to hell. You you've got to stop. And say wait a minute. What is what am I hearing here? What is this taking? an inventory of what you're hearing? What is the fruit of that? Is that leading me to righteousness and peace? Is that the light of the world talking to me? The Holy Spirit talks, but, you know, people, they're so used to hearing, and, and here's another thing, hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of God is really more like knowing the voice of God, knowing the word of God, because the word of God is the will of God And the will of God is something you can know because it's already been put in your spirit to know Mm -hmm. it, to recognize it. And so people, when they say, "Well, God told me," or "The Lord said," or "The Lord told me to tell you," and and everybody's thinking, "Whoa, they're really spiritual. They've heard a voice in their head. They've heard the voice of God." Stop. That isn't God. God rarely, rarely, rarely speaks Speaks through the hearing of of your your physical ears. Yeah. Or, or, your, or, or now he does he can he did obviously yeah. there are examples but there's there's a, for every real there's a million counterfeits so when people think that they're hearing um the voice of god or, or you're you're thinking you don't hear it because everybody else is hearing it and they're being slain in the spirit and they're being all these spiritual things they're falling over backwards by the way god never pushed anybody down backwards when the presence of God came to them, they fell on their faces, as far as I know. I don't hear of any examples in the Word. And if there's something spiritual going on, go back and find that the original uh, place in the Word of God where that was endorsed, where that happened. And if there's no place, then it's probably not God. Because <clears throat> God pretty much has done every wild, crazy, weird thing, or told us about it, that he's ever done or going to do. Should be in there somewhere. And so... And yes, God can do strange, weird things, Uh, miracles, translating Philip, you know, out of the desert into the the Ethiopian eunuch's chariot, and then back to where he was, who knows? God can do those things. Of course, Satan can do that too. He's got soul traveling and all this other stuff. But the thing is back to hearing and knowing and assessing what you're hearing. Not every thought you think you thought are thoughts you thought. Not every voice you hear is God's. Not every feeling that you're that is is feeling of guilt or remorse or regret or confusion or fear, those, just because it's your feeling doesn't mean it's the truth. Just because it's your thought, how how better could the devil tempt us than to come and impersonate us to ourselves, or or, or set up in our mind a thought that we think is our thought, then we're just going to embrace it. Ah, oh, yes, I am. I am getting a cold. Yes, I am getting. Dep- I am depressed. Yes, I am stupid in math. Whatever. You know, and, and over the course of time, Satan is very good. He's very good at brainwashing. He's very good at psychologically rebuilding or reconditioning or programming. He's very, very good. I mean, he's the best. I mean, he does it the best. He, he is so good at what he does that he can convince you that you are not who you are. Mm-hmm. You, he can convince you you are what you do. He can convince you you are what happened to you <clears throat> or what people say about you. And so, to hear the truth as Jesus is as pre- presenting it here, very specifically, very, very important to have ears to hear and to allow talk to the Holy Spirit. You can talk to the Holy Spirit all the time. Say, Holy Spirit, you know, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Can you show me? I, it feels confusing to me. It feels like. What? What is happening here? Holy Spirit, talk to him for crying out loud. He's right there. You're not alone. You're never alone. People are, oh, I'm alone. I'm alone. I can't find any friends. There are any friends. Hey, with the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you've got the best friend in the world, and you really don't need to worry about that. You need to talk to him and find out what he's saying. And he says, take heed to what you hear. And then he says, for with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. To you who hear, more will be given. So the more you have, God says the more is required of you. The more you have, the more he'll give you.
0: The more he'll give you, the more you'll receive. Let me read from the verse 24 there of chapter, Mark, of chapter 4 in Mark uh, in, from the Amplified Bible. It says, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. So, it's just... Uh,
1: it seems unfair. Why would he give more to those who already have a lot? Well, it's like it's like anything. The more seeds you plant, the more seeds, you're, the fruit you're going to pick. The more fruit you're going to pick, the more seeds you're going to have to plant. It kind of multiplies that way.
0: Well, right. In, in you know Matthew 25, it talks about the parable of the talents, you know mm-hmm. the the talents, the the, the money, the mm-hmm. that that was given. that was some one was given one, one was given five, one was given ten, and and the the faithful one, the one who received the most, was the one who had multiplied the most. Used his yes. uh, business. acumen the most to use to start with to invest. <laughs> so he says. I'm going to put Jesus, God is a is a great investor, he's mm-hmm. a great entrepreneur, mm-hmm. he's after fruitfulness, he's after multiplication, he's mm-hmm. after, uh, you know, really accomplishment for his kingdom. So- I
1: think we get frustrated when you do something, whatever kind of labor, toil, work, planting a seed, whatever, it's, and it, you go backwards. I mean you go backwards, you build a house and it burns down, you plant a seed and it dies yeah, you yeah. You, know, you you dig a ditch and it gets filled in with dirt and water i mean what whatever if, if we're doing something and it 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 doesn't go forward that's very frustrating, so we want this increase, we want the multiplication, and the more you seek God, the more you study his word the more and and just you know, take the middleman out of the studying of the word of God, take the, I'm not saying pastors haven't been given for edification and encouragement. um, And I'm not saying they can't be a blessing. But I would say more often than not, you take the middleman out of your relationship with God. You can't really have a middleman broker in the middle of there. Some pastor, some man of the cloth, some de- denomination, some, you know, body of s- system of beliefs that was put together for over the thousands of years and it is not correct. You can't have that brokering your relationship with God. guy. Well, I'm always a Lutheran. I've been a Lutheran. I'm born a Lutheran. I have a Catholic. I was a Catholic. You know, you, the thing is, get that stuff that's idolatry. You're putting something between you and God. That's the idol. Anything you put between you and God there's is an idol. One, there's
0: one mediator between God and man. And that's Christ Jesus, Jesus.
1: And Jesus Christ sent his Holy Spirit to mediate those relationships. So get the brokering, get the middleman out of your, your relationship with God, and um, then then you can have a direct connection with him.
0: The principle here is, again, the more spiritual truth we receive, the more we will be given. And if you do not receive additional truth to what little you have already, you will lose what little you have.
1: Right, so we have to keep growing. It's so a, so it,
0: basically it's use it or lose it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The issue is not how much we have, but what we do with what you we You know, have. it's
1: like the big oak tree out there. It's It looked dead all winter, and now it's growing and it's shooting out its its leaves. It's moving forward. It's mm-hmm. putting out new branches, new leaves, and if it would have just stood there and stayed where it was in uh, January, if it would have done nothing more, added nothing to itself. It would be shrinking. It would be dying. It would be going backwards. We're like that, too. There are seasons of, of growth and there are seasons of rest. But there's also the, the time. It, what time is it? It's time now for us as believers to take a stand and stand for the truth. You have to stand for the truth. People say, well, if I do, I'm going to be picked on. I'm not going to be liked. Um, you know, you know, Don't listen, be so wimpy. It, it, the thing is, well, if you're wimpy, ask yourself why. Why am I? Why am Are I letting fear guide me? If the believers who truly knew who they were and what was the truth and really believed that truth were convinced of that, that Jesus Christ is coming again very soon, and even as yesterday we saw a very hallmark day, a very uh, I don't know what the word would be uh, prominent, important, critical day that Jesus even. That was a deed Jesus talked about when he talked about the fig leaf, fig tree. He says, and this generation will not pass away until they see these things come to pass. Well, a generation is 70 years. So when Israel became a nation in May 14th of 1948, 70 years would be this year. Yes. And that's a generation for the most part. I mean, we've got other, you know, I'm not going to dispute the, the length uh, the of the generation. Moved
0: from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, right? And so. The- it's always and been so the that is a that is
1: a that was the Israel. day that Jesus. You think about that was the day Jesus was making note of when he said, "This generation will not um, pass away pass, until, until they see all, all these things come to pass." Well, the fig yeah. tree is now blossoming; is now brought forth fruit. The the cap. Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem. He's not coming back to Tel Aviv, and so he, <laughs> this was a very important uh, statement. He, uh, the Bible is full. Of things that will be revealed, things that are being revealed in these last days. It's intriguing as people dig, dig, dig deeper into the the, the filth and the and the and the vile and the lies and the counterfeits and the, and the setups and the uh, that they're finding the 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 strings, the the roots, uh, the truth that's been buried and hidden. Satan's trying to cover his tracks, and people are uncovering it. This is very amazing.
0: Well, it's even in in the tangible sense, you know, that all the basically. Archaeology has never denied the scripture. You know, they dig it, out it proves you know, the scripture. It proves the scripture. Mm-hmm. And the thing is too the work of the kingdom, the work that the way God says it was going to be, is going to be what's going to come to pass, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. it's all coming to pass. It's an it's an undercurrent that's a sure there's nothing more sure. This it's is as sure as yeah. God itself it God Himself that it is going to be fulfilled
1: everything and 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 the rocks are going to cry out to praise him the the testimony is in the the sea it's in the it's in the inside it's in the inner rooms it's everywhere but the thing is we don't serve a Lutheran God or a Catholic God or an As- Assembly of God God or a a, a new re- apostolic like Reformation God, God or a, a you know a lot of the people are so hung up now on it's really vanity it's the vanity of the preacher the size of the church it's the the look the look the look and it's all deception it's not it doesn't look like the Book of Acts and Jesus is saying he has ears to hear let him hear understand discern what's the truth it's very critical now that you discern and understand the truth for the safety of your soul and for the eternal welfare of your family that you do not be swept away and if things are not working for you and and maybe the lord disturbing you inside saying this is not it this turn away go a different direction this is not right and and don't be frustrated by that be be encouraged by that say well i'm being led back the word of god and i believe that god in his faithfulness and his greatness his goodness will lead us back into the word of god into the words of jesus christ into the the pages of the word of god into the understanding the kingdom of god because the kingdom of god is within us the kingdom of god is his spirit speaking and bearing witness with our spirit
0: first part of verse 25 again mark chapter four for whoever has to him more will be given so basically, what was God's command to Adam and Eve? Be fruitful in and chapter multiply. One? He created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Two genders. Now we have about 40 genders. 42 genders. Something like that.
1: <laughs> and growing.
0: It's, it's perverse. And, yes. It's perverse, absolutely perverse. But mm, it's a mockery. Verse 28, then God blessed them and said to them, God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So, And, and he's given us the herbs that yield seed mm-hmm. for food. The trees who yield seed.
1: Oh, speaking of seed, shall be seedless food. watermelons. What about them? Oh. Is that and God's recommended food food list? We've modified Mm-mm. everything too much. I don't think it's a blessing. I don't we, think it was a big problem to, to spit out a seed, actually. I think the seeds are good. Actually, I don't like seedless watermelons. They don't. My body doesn't like them. We, so t- check that yeah. out this year. If you can find a seedless watermelon, compare it and see how your body feels after you eat one. Do the experiment.
0: But the point, B is, point being is that, that well, the, point the being, more we invest yeah in the kingdom of god the more we use go what back we to, have been given mm-hmm. and go back to the the word of god go back to the the true uh view of the kingdom of god and mm-hmm. that's what he's Jesus is bringing out through these parables the the explanation of the kingdom of god in mm-hmm. its there's so many different aspects of the kingdom <laughs> of god
1: i was just thinking so many aspects you know you think it's a very benign very unimportant, very trivial matter. Is it a spiritual matter at all that watermelons are now made without seeds? Is that a spiritual matter? Absolutely, totally. It's defiant. It's rebellious. It goes back to Genesis. Seedless watermelons are a defiance of the most high well, God said, who, made said, fruit, who made fruit with seeds in it. So who's, who's making this fruit then? Right. God's fruit has seeds in it. So who's making this fruit that has no seeds in it? And what will eating that fruit do to you?
0: Yeah, it's like genetic modification. Okay, of I know we're off the subject, but you know what? But I know it's that. it's
1: like everything is everything is connected. Everything is part of the picture. So don't even de- minimalize even what you're eating. Say, oh well, you know. He said, yeah. If I drink any deadly thing, well, don't tempt the Lord. If you have to drink a deadly don't thing, like di- dirty it. swamp water or something, if you're dying in the desert and they find the dirty swamp water, you can drink it. That's fine, but don't be dr- on a daily basis. Destroying your body by you know you already know drinking certain things, colas, sodas, uh pop, that sort of thing those are not good for you, but you say, well, it's just one, it's no big deal. God'll forgive me it's not even a sin. what do you say so here, having ears to hear, what does God say? do we minimalize it and, and put all God's words in our daily context of oh, it's okay, or do we say no, let's go back to the pure, simple. Word of God, Father God, we thank you that we yes. can go back to the pure, simple word of God and receive life and that we ask you to forgive us, Lord God, for the many ways that we have defied, denied and corrupted your word, your truth and disobeyed you. Lord God, because we've been misled, believe lies and, and not and, and and there hasn't been a lot of true lights, the true light of your gospel to lead us. The Holy Spirit's been faithful, but many of us are following fake lights, artificial lights, lies and lying signs and wonders. So forgive us, Lord, open our eyes, and I pray that everyone who hears this this week will be totally encouraged to take a new look at what they're listening to, what they're hearing, what they're seeing, Mm -hmm. and discern the truth from the lie. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.